good morning and welcome to another episode of Gilligan's Isle of ADD. I had a couple of listener call-ins and so I'm going to add those quick and then after that I'm going to talk about a few things. Hi Shane, it's Colin, Spike Pit. Yeah, so I had a bit more to say about um, player builds. I was uh, at my regular Monday night game 5e and um, I'm back in the player seat as a halfling monk and do you think I could remember the rules associated with my character? Not a chance, mate. Key or Kai power, I can't even say it. Kai key powers. Um, yeah, I had to get the book out look through it, you know, refresh myself on the build, and uh, it's not ideal. Uh, about 20 minutes into the game, you know, I'm, I'm back in the swing of it, but my question is, um, how does everybody else deal with that? I mean, do you just not play it, or do you just make a, a more basic character? Not that it was all that complicated, but still, it's less than ideal, and uh, yeah, catch you later. Hi Shane, it's Colin at Spike Pit here, calling in regarding your last episode about RPG products and settings that you don't need. Uh, I spent a little bit of time out of RPGs whilst I was raising a family and I, I just did sort of a bit of war gaming and board games. And um, the OSR for me is exactly what you said, it's that getting back into something and, and feeling like you're getting in where you left off. Uh, there's a certain fam familiarity that I enjoy, and I never did the the D and D three or three five or definitely I didn't really even know about fourth edition, and uh, so I missed out all that complication. So there are times when I come back to five e that it all feels a little bit alien, and the player builds, um, yeah, can have a bit too much granularity for me. Anyway, take it easy. Catch you later. Hey Shane, Steve here from Dice Roll Zine. Uh, just calling in about your Eberron and Magic the Gathering episode. Uh, I'm with you dude, not interested in either of those things. Uh, Eberron, I remember when that came out for 3rd edition. That was a contest that Wizards of the Coast had to design a new setting. And uh, yeah, it's kind of got warforged, weird construct player characters and magic trains and all kinds of weird stuff like that. I mean, it's kind of neat, but I'm not interested in another setting like that. I can do my own. I already have. And uh, Magic the Gathering, well, <laughs> good luck with that, Wizards of the Coast. See you, Shane. So I actually reached out to Colin from Spike Pit on the whole 5e character build things. By the way, thanks guys for calling in. I appreciate it. It's actually nice. It's this weird way of getting mail. Um, I don't know. It's exciting when people call in. Anyway, so I, I, I briefly talked to Colin about how I do a character build in 5e. And it makes life a lot easier. Uh, I totally stole it from Merrick B, uh, M-E-R-R-I-C-B.com. If you go to his site, he's got lots of reviews on 5e and playing his campaign and stuff. But 
basically what I do and what I stole from him was I create a Word document um, or a Google Doc with just everything that I need for the character. So just just the skills that are important to that character, not all of them. Um, just the armor, just the equipment I need. Uh, and I copy and paste from like the 5e SRD any of the player build information that I need as he levels up or she levels up. Um, so it makes it really easy for me to like do a quick scan. Like if you're used to the 5e sheet, then it makes sense to just use the 5e sheet. The nice thing about doing it that way though is that when I level up, I can just go in and do that in in the actual document. And a lot of the times too, I do like my notes and any extra equipment or deleting of equipment when I use arrows or whatever within the dock as I'm playing, uh, hit points, etc. It just makes it easier for me. Um, and also it's easier for me to quickly look, uh, you know, like if it's a, not, not a feat, but like whatever the little extra things you can have are. As a side note, I almost always just play humans because they don't really have any special like abilities outside of having extra they get bonuses to basically every stat ability uh so that makes life easier and the last little while i've been only running characters from the basic rules so your typical four classes and you can make you can make whatever the hell you want we talked about this before uh you can have a thief that can be an assassin, you know, or you can have a, you don't need to play a barbarian class. The last fighter I built was just, he was basically a barbarian. He he was straight up fighter with two-handed, you know, specialty, and that was it. He was just, uh, you know, a tank. Um, and as a side note for future reference, I think in the games that I've been playing in 5th edition and the group that I've been playing with, my best plan of attack is to just be the meat fighter because it seems like it's become very combat heavy and I'm not like I've talked about before I'm not super enjoying it um so I think for me just playing a basic straight up you know roll big dice and kill things kind of guy is probably the easiest anyway uh that's all I gotta say about that if you do have a chance though or if you're annoyed about the character sheet and all the builds and shit like that Go and find there's the, the free SRDs um, that people put up online. I think Open Gaming Library or something has a whole thing on it. <laughs> Alternatively, if you have the player's handbook, just copy and paste or type up just the important information um, and or just scan and print out just a copy of that character build. Um, so if you want to play a monk like Colin, just you know print off those two pages and add that to your character sheet and you're good. Um, there's another reason why I don't play magic users because it's a royal pain in the ass, but yet that you can do that as well. If you, you know, if you can, you can find all the spells and just copy and paste what they do and, and then you're good to go and it's, it's a whole lot less farting around. <clears throat> That's another thing I did, uh, when we were, when I was playing a cleric, I went and got, um, just some wood blocks from the dollar store that were all different colors. And I ended up using those for my magic spells. So it was like, because uh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around 5e magic. Anyway, so basically it's not like you have a spell and then it just disappears. You can, you can recast that same spell, you know, as long as you have slots available. So what I did was I used the 
color blocks is slots. So I had say like four um, red blocks would be my four spells of first level and then three yellow blocks for second level. So basically I would just take those and when I cast a spell I would put those in my dice bag so then I would know how many I had left. It just makes life a little easier and then when you do have a short rest or a long rest or whatever and you're allowed to regain spells, you just grab the, you know, the things back out of the... It's still a pain on the ass, like don't get me wrong, but anyway. So that's how I've played 5e and it's made my life a little easier. <sighs> On to other things. Um, so it's early in the morning. I It's going to be a gorgeous day. Just came back from camping. I've got... This week, and then I'm on vacation. The good news is one of my pain-in-the-ass bosses is gone until Wednesday. And then the two pain-in-the-ass bosses leave on Thursday for a big uh, Ukrainian festival. So I basically have two easy days, one difficult day, and then two more easy days, and then I'm on vacation for two weeks. <clears throat> so when I'm on vacation, I want to spend as much possible time as I can because um, we just basically go camping for like five days straight. Um, so I want to spend as much possible time as I can just writing and, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm going to be away from technology. So if you don't hear from me on Google plus or whatever, I'm gone. Uh, so I'm just going to get a notebook and a pen and bring a bunch of graph paper and just draw and come up with ideas. I have, um, a couple of half baked adventures that I've been slowly working on in Google drive. I don't think they're. Maybe they're releasable, I don't know. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to finish them up and then just, uh, they're going to be a blog post and, and maybe a PDF download if somebody wants them. Because um, it seems like there's there's a lot of content, but there's a lot of content in the OSR that people want money for. And um, I want to start, I want to keep the tradition alive of putting out stuff that, you know, I'm, I'm not saying, like, not because it's not sellable, but I want to keep putting out stuff on my blog that's like, Here's something, you can try it. Tweak it if you want, do whatever. Um, basically not every time I write something go, oh, okay, this is this is going to definitely be a for saleable thing. Uh, just put stuff out, you know, and if somebody can use it, they can. If they can't, then whatever, you know, it's all, it's all good. Um, this all kind of stems from this conversation with Balash Shrike, or Strike, I think, just about you know, uh, the OSR and keeping things rolling and more people writing reviews and more people putting out adventures and 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 not not everything being for sale like it, it it's very much the last year and a half it's been very much pimp my project and i'm i'm just as bad for it i mean i i know i know i've been just as bad for it the last little while but i want to get back to sort of the roots of when i got super excited about the osr and um and just, just, you know, try and write things and, and put things out. And, 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 you know, if people like them or use them, that's cool, you know. Um, so that's my thought for the day. I guess I'm almost at eight minutes here and I got to get going. So I better wrap this up. So one last little thing just about the settings when Steve called in. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to buy them. Um I've, like I said, I've read Eberron, I've barely played Magic, I don't know the first thing about it, I'd be behind. Um, I still like Mastara, and honestly, I think I'm getting to the point where I just want to create my own world. I've ran a few different adventures with different 
themes and things. And um, like I said, I'm working on this Wuxia thing and I, my old school group previously, there, it was just a very typical fantasy setting. And then I have my Krim Huck setting or chipmunk as Frank calls it. Um, I'm just going to incorporate all those into some big giant world and be like, hey, this is this is where my wheelhouse of things where stuff can happen. Uh, like the old school one, I was considering sort of writing up a gazetteer about it. I don't know if I will, but um, where it was sort of located, there was the typical sort of mountains in the north. I mean, it could easily... That doesn't necessarily mean the end of the world. I can have things that go above it, you know? Um, so, yeah, um, I may even just do that. I, I, I like the idea of sort of stealing ideas here and there. Um, like this Wuxia one, I have even thought, if I eventually get their asses to Isle of Dread, I'll just, you know, it, the the main city where they're going to can be easily specular from Mistara, and they can go from there. Uh yeah, I I like the idea of not being bounded by any kind of rules or setting information. Um, I like stealing ideas from rules and setting information. But anyway, I better get my ass in gear. It's almost time to go to work. So, all right, have a good afternoon, you guys.